Welcome to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. My name is Angela Mondor, also known as the Geeky Girl. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about some amazing things to help you get over overgiving. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. I'm excited to talk about this today. Time blocking for success. Time blocking is one of those things that when I start talking about it, people are like, ah, gross, time blocking. It's so restrictive and it takes down all my of creativity. And, and I get that. There's, there's certainly a lot of people out there teaching time blocking in a very systematic and square way. Let's just call it that. I believe that time blocking is great for a few things. Time blocking is, if you don't know what it is, it's a time management method. It allows you to divide up your day in blocks of time. Now, instead of having a list of things, it's like this never-ending list of to-do that's open-ended and you don't know where you can put things. And, you know, it's like, oh, I'll just get to it when I get to it. And at the start of the day, you're, you look at this list and you're like, yes, I'm going to get through this list. And it just sort of, you bounce around on the topics or maybe you do them from the top to the bottom or there's lots of different ways people use to do lists. But when we're using time blocking, you can actually lay out a concrete schedule that'll allow you to work on those things that are in your to-do list in times that work best for you. So let's get into it. Now, I love to talk in terms of non-negotiables. So we're gonna say that our to-do list is our non-negotiable list. We always work for our clients first. We give all of our time and energy. We make sure that our clients are happy, but how are we making sure that our business is, is successful? And the way we do that is by making a list of non-negotiables. These are lists of tasks that we choose to do that are related to our overall goals inside the business. So we've created our yearly goals, our quarterly goals, our monthly goals. And from our monthly goals, we've created these tasks that we're going to do to accomplish these things. Those are your non-negotiables. These are the things you're going to do to work on your business. Okay. So focusing on working on your business is really, really important because we'll always make time for our clients. True story. Okay. So like I said, people love or hate time blocking. There seems to be a very, very strong force between I like it or I hate it. And I just want you to think about time blocking a little differently. There's, like I said, people swear by it. They're like, oh my gosh, time blocking, I live for it. And then there's other people who think, geez, you know, it's restricting my freedom and I, it's not giving me creativity and these blocks don't make sense to me. And I agree with both those statements, but I also remember a time when I hated it. I hated it because I was listening to everybody else. I was allowing them to should all over me. Okay. So let's not should all over ourselves. Instead, let's look at how we can make this work for us. Okay. So I honestly did believe that it was restrictive and I did believe that it was going to, and it did um, certainly hamper my creativity, but after figuring out how to use it differently, it allowed me to be able to turn into the kind of person who loves time blocking. And I also believe that time blocking isn't a lifelong lesson. It isn't a lifelong experience or adventure. And I'll get to that. I'll tell you all about that. When you are looking at blocks of time, so let's just, let's call it what it is. It's a block of time, whether you call it time blocking or a block of time. There are certain things that you are 
better at doing at certain times during the day. If you ask me to write down things in the afternoon, if you want me to write a blog post, you want me to write a social media post, if you want me to write an email in the afternoon, that's like the worst thing you could ask me to do. It takes me more time. It's way more stressful. And it certainly isn't as concise as what I would have done if I had done it in the morning. But I can take client calls in the afternoon. And so that's why I time block this way. Now, I learned this because of time blocking. I learned this because I started to play, play around with my time and started to pay attention to when I worked best on each task. So there was a time when I said, I'm going to block X amount of time. So I would take my calendar. So the Rockstar Planner has this already built into it. There's a weekly schedule broken out into 15-minute increments. And I would say, okay, I'm going to write a blog post today. And I'd say, mm, I'm going to block off an hour and a half for this. And I'd block off, let's call it, from 9 till 10.30. So an hour and a half. And then let's say a week later, I'm like, oh, I got to write a blog post today. I forgot I was going to, I was going to do that. I'm going to put that on my list. and I'm going to do it from 1 to 2.30. And by moving the blocks around, what I learned was, is that it actually took me longer to write that blog post in an afternoon than it did for me to write it first thing in the morning. My brain was just clearer in the morning. And that's my neurodiversity. I get that. There's a certain point in my day, I can almost feel my brain snap. Like I literally, it, it literally goes, mm, I'm done with you today. <laughs> my internal body is like, I want to do more. And my brain's like, girl, I'm done. Go read a book. <laughs> We're not doing anything more today and you can't force me. <laughs> but I didn't understand that. I didn't know it until I started to actually block out these time pieces to figure it out. So because I was able to understand this now, not only was I able to understand when I worked best, but I was also understand, uh, able to understand how long things took. So generally, I, my little hack for time blocking is that I want, I, I encourage you, take out your Rockstar Planner. If you don't have one, find something that gives you 15-minute increments for every single day. And at the beginning of your day, use a pencil, okay, because things are going to change. Use a pencil to mark out the time you're estimating for each of your tasks to take. This is going to do a couple things for you. First, you're going to realize that that to-do list is far too damn long. End of story. You're not going to accomplish all those things on your to-do list today. Just isn't going to happen. So instead, choose what you want to do, block it out, and estimate how much time that's going to take. So if a task takes 45 minutes, you block off three of those lines in that, in that 50 minute increment place so that you can say that's going to take this much time. Now you can visually see how much time you've allotted to each thing and you can visually see how much you can actually get done today. Now, if a task only takes you 15 minutes, you can get a lot of those done. But if a task takes you an hour or two hours, that's a lot of your day time taken up. Then you start the task. When you're done the task, go over in pen with the actual time that it took. So if you wrote I'm going to take an hour and a half for this blog post, but it actually only took you 45 minutes. You go over it with your pen to choose only three blocks and then write blog post beside it. And now you can see that you have a gap. You can choose to fill the gap or you can choose to go do something else as a reward for yourself for taking less time than you expected. So time blocking allowed me to not only understand when I work best, 
what things I work best on during what times during the day. It also allowed me to see how much time things took. Time is, in my opinion, the most valuable thing we have. It is my number one love language. I'm sure you've heard me say that before. At the end of the day, we only have 24 hours in the day and not all of those hours belong to work. Full stop. Even in hustle culture, they stop to eat once in a while. (laughs) Not often enough, but they do. I also learned that four hours of timed work per day is my max. That's when my brain goes, see ya, I'm out, laters. And it's interesting because sometimes I don't even pay attention to the amount of time I'm working. I'm just working and I feel this, oh, it's overtime. And I go and look and see how much time I've tracked and I'm damn near on point to four hours every single time. That's the way my brain works. And it doesn't even have to be that it's four hours back to back, but it's four hours of work. And then my brain says, hey, you're done now. This taught me so much about myself. Now I don't need to time block quite as restrictive like that anymore because I just know when to put things. Oh, I've got a task that requires writing. Fantastic. That needs to be in the morning. Which day this week do I have time in the morning? Oh, it's going to go there. I no longer need to figure those things out because they, it was all laid out so well for me during that time blocking experiment for that time that I was choosing to experiment and play with time blocking. Now here's the question. You're going to ask me how time blocking improved my productivity. Well, I kind of went over a few of those things because when I understood what needs to be done and when I'm best at doing those things during a specific time, then I block my life accordingly and the tasks become easier and faster to complete. I changed my calendar. I only allow my clients to book during certain times, certain days, knowing that those are the optimum times for me to not only look after them, but also gives me the optimum time to look after the other things in my business that need to get done as well. There's way less distractions because I am actually on point with what I'm getting done. I can concentrate much better on the tasks that are ahead of me. And when I am distracted or when I'm unable to concentrate during a task, it's much easier for me to look at that task and figure out why, what's wrong, what's happening, what is it that I need to change in order to make this better. And that's where your team comes in. That's when, you know, the, you're reviewing and revising and all your planning that that piece is, comes into that there. We lose a lot of time. There's actually a study and I don't remember the, the number, but every single time you switch tasks from one thing to another, when you switch gears and you jump from task to task to task, you actually lose time. And you lose the ability to be productive. Some people say, oh, I'm a master at multitasking. No, you're not. You're not. Nobody is. The reason why we're not masters at at, uh, jumping from task to task is the fact that the brain can't handle it. You may feel like your brain can handle it. I guarantee you, if you were to take that same day's worth of tasks, if you'd written down, here's all the things I did that day. And then you were to then take that and plot it into a day that actually makes sense and organize those things into the right times, you would have gotten them done way more efficiently, 
way more effectively. And you would have had more time to spare to play or to spend time with your family or to go for a walk or do whatever else you wanted to do. You think that multitasking is a good thing. In actual fact, it's slowing you down and it's keeping you stuck. You're now in busy mode when you are switching gears and jumping from place to place. You're in busy mode. Busy mode gets you nowhere. You've probably heard that saying, be a human being, not a human doing. And this is the same thing. If you're constantly in doing mode, you're not in being mode. And when you're not in being mode, you're definitely not productive, but you're also unable to really harness or tap into that creativity. So choosing when to do things and, and where on your calendar that those things fit in, that's when your tasks are going to be easier to complete and the tasks you're going to be able to get done without procrastinating and without feeling overwhelmed. If ever you're looking at your list and you're like, ah, how do I start that? You're instantly overwhelmed. You begin procrastination because you don't know where to begin. And then you fall into this trap of what do I do next? Instead, take a breath. I actually got a tattoo with that recently. Breathe. I can't tell you how very, very powerful that has been for me. When you take that moment and you look at that task again and you say, oh, I don't know where to begin. So therefore, let me break it down. For, for one person, breaking it down might mean that you're breaking it down into little tiny, tiny pieces. Maybe you break it up into 100 pieces. For another person, maybe you only need to break it down into 10 pieces. And for somebody else, they might only need to break it up into three. But find that rhythm for you. How, how much does this task need to be broken down? What I find is the tasks that are tasks that I either A, don't like, or B, tasks that I don't do very often, those ones need to be broken down much smaller. The tasks that I love, tasks that I uh, connect with, tasks that I uh, do often, I don't need them broken down into such small chunks. That's what works for me. I hope that you've had a different look at time blocking now and that you are able to see it in a different light and maybe, just maybe, take a few of these things, start playing with your calendar, start digging around. And I hope that you find that it does improve your productivity and that you are able to be more creative and that you find time to do the things that bring you joy. Because that to me is the purpose of why I started my business. I wanted to start my business so that I have time for me, so I'd have control over my calendar, not so that my calendar took control over me. I had enough of that in corporate. <laughs> I hope you have a fantastic week and I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Your support means the world to me. You can find show notes for this episode and other goodies at overgiversanonymous.ca. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoy the podcast in general, why not join us in the Overgivers Anonymous Facebook group where you can connect with overgivers from all over the world. Head on over to geekygirl.ca slash group.